Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is GH2 Podcast. This is your host, George Hart II speaking. Man, oh man, let me tell you what. Time flies by. Uh, So our last episode was, uh, can we take a break or... And um, I talked about a few different things. This this episode is going to be a little bit different, a little introspective. But let me tell you this. this. This summer is starting off. It's not even summer yet. Summer doesn't start till June 20th. But I will definitely tell you that things have been very interesting. Let me tell you what I mean. So me and uh, me and one of my male friends, we were talking and uh, one of the funny things we were talking about is he was just like, man, this is going to be an interesting summer. And I'm like, well, well, tell me, why do you think this is going to be an interesting summer? He was like, look, man, he said, bro, all the chicks that were happy in relationships for like four and five years posting about their dudes, all of them single now. <laughs> And I was like, well, what do you mean they're all single? He's like, bro, they're all single. Like, he said, look, look at this girl. She was in a relationship for five years. And um, we, we know her through common interests. And he was just like, like, look, now she's single. And she in here talking about how men ain't this, men ain't that, different things like that. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I got me a good hearty chuckle out of it. Um... Uh, you know, I got me a good hearty chuckle out of it just due to the fact that I think that sometimes I think sometimes uh, men, we're so we, we like sit there and I'm going to tell y'all a secret. We be looking at women's social media, social media and looking at what they um, and we look at what you guys uh, we, we look at what you post and, and how it changes, whether you're in relationships, out of relationships, just like y'all probably look at our stuff. And I will tell you this. I ain't gonna lie. There's a couple females. I, I saw some some things they posted, and I was like, single. Hmm. But I think that one of the interesting things is um, you have to really, you really got to be honest and let that person get some time. Mostly those people who are coming out of those those long relationships. You know, those those two and three year relationships. Get them a moment. Because you don't want to be the rebound guy. You don't want to be the guy that, you know, initially she gives you some of the things that um, she believes you need in a relationship. She gives them to you at first because she's cognizant of what just happened in that last relationship. He or she, what happened in that last relationship. So because of that. They turn around and you get the best version of them. But you don't get the the whole version of them. You don't get the version of them that you're really going to be dealing with. So what I always tell people in that situation, take your time. Let them be great. You know, let them feel it out before you uh, decide to deal with them in any way, shape or form, any way, shape or, or, or fashion. Just due to the fact that you don't want your little heart getting played with. All right. Now, here's another thing I want to talk about today. Uh, Just real quick, I just want to tell you, if you can, um, there's a podcast that I like. I like a lot. He's a partner of the podcast, um, Quality Curators. 
quality curators um you know check out we gonna talk about girls podcast yes we we gonna talk about girls podcast i love it um i think he's on a show hiatus but he has i think about 10 in the can that are already posted on spotify um apple apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your local podcast all right so this is what we're going to talk about today this is what we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about patience right and when i say patience it can go a lot of different ways from a standpoint of patience can be just about uh just could be the anxiety side of it patience could actually be just waiting right but I'm going to give you the definition. I'm going to give you Webster's definition. Then I'm going to give you that old Southern Baptist definition. And then we're going to get into it. All right. So let's go. So patience. Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate daily. Sorry. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Right. Then my other thing I love to hear about patience being a virtue. Uh, patience is a virtue. It's the ability to wait for something without frustration. Uh, it is a useful skill and a good aspect of one's personality. Now, when, when I was, uh, coming up, I was coming up in the church, my pastor used to tell me, if you pray for patience, prepare to be tried. And I was like, what you mean? Be tried. Like God going to try you? He was just like, nah. He said, you got to understand, you ask God for patience. He's going to take you through some trials in order to make sure that you get the lesson. I'm like, you know, that, that sounds kind of crazy, right? And then I think back to uh, dealing with uh, my first child. My first child, uh, my son, Trey. I love him. George, Trey, we call him Trey. He's George the third. So Trey, when potty training Trey, love my son. But when we used to potty train him, he used to do this weird thing. So he would go to the potty to pee. That was that was easy. That was an easy thing. Like his mom was trying to potty train him. And then she just was like, so frustrated. And she's like, hey, take him to the bathroom so he can see you use the bathroom. So I take him to the bathroom and he literally sees me pee. He looks, he sees me standing and peeing. Then he looks at his and he's like, and I could tell like the light goes off and voila, he starts peeing. He starts going to the potty, no issues, no concerns. It was a blessing, right? It was a blessing because uh, any of y'all who done paid for diapers and stuff like that, they'll let you know. It's a bit much. So, so he, he, he goes and uses the bathroom. So now he's peeing. I'm happy. I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be easy for him to stop pooping because he's gonna, it's going to be an easy fix. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. So my son, when it comes to pooping, he would do this thing where he would go find the couch or the sectional that we had and he would go to where he could slide behind the sectional 
and he would squat down and poop. Every time he would do the exact same thing. He would he would he would look around, see where everybody's at. You could be in the middle of a conversation. He's gonna slide off. He's gonna go poop. And I'm not gonna lie. You talking about a guy who was pissed? I was pissed off every time. I was pissed off every time because it's just this look on his little face that he would get, and I'd be like, ah, he's about to go poop. And I'd be like, come on, let's go to the bathroom. He wouldn't go. You let him sit sit on the toilet for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, wouldn't go. But the moment you walked away, and was like, I guess he didn't have to go, you'd see him over by that, that sectional pooping every single time. And I learned how to be be a little bit more patient with him. So, you know, like, you know, like first kid, I grew up in a household. We got spanked and popped and stuff like that. So um, seeing him do that, I would want to like, I remember uh, I got a little um, uh, Home Depot paint stick and I used to want to pop him with it. And then I got to the point where I stopped. I was like, you know what? Don't do that. And eventually, he got to the point where he started going to the bathroom. Wasn't no issues, right? And it felt good. Everything was great. It was hard for me because it was real hard for me because he really had to go outside of what, you know, I had to go outside of what the norm was for me and what I had seen, you know, from my niece, my niece being potty trained and my other nieces being potty trained and different things like that. And I think that sometimes, you know, when you're learning, you have to be patient, right? And you have to have a level of patience when you're learning, when you're learning something. And that was really hard for me, right? Sorry about that. So the next instance of patience was um, was when I was actually talking with I was talking with my supervisor and my supervisor said the thing the thing that is hard for you is you're not very patient and I was like what do you mean well we had this issue she was like, she goes into explaining it. She's like, we had this issue and we told you about the issue and you went and put all your focus into fixing the issue. And I said, okay, what does that have to do with my ability to be patient? I said, what does that have to do with my ability to be patient? I said, and she was like, well, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but you're not patient because some people would have just gave a directive and then that would have been it. I was just like, no, it's not about just giving a directive. It's about making sure that you manage it all the way through. So we actually had a good conversation. And we were, when we were talking about patience, I said, let's talk about patience. Like, let's define it. Like, so how are you defining patience? And she was just like, well, I'm talking about from a standpoint of, excuse me, giving, giving people the time to work through it. I said, well, I did give them the time to work through it. All I did was manage it because they actually had to work through it. 
my team. My team actually had to work through it. I didn't do anything other than other than facilitating the fact that things needed to get done. And she was just like, huh. She said, so did I use the wrong word? I said, I, I, I don't know. I said, I said, you're using the word and you're saying patience because you're saying that I had to work through it immediately. I believe I was patient because one, I had to tolerate the fact that it wasn't being done at the speed that I wanted it done and corrected. There was no anger. There was no me being upset or frustrated. It was just, hey, let's focus and get this done. This is my expectation to get this done. And then that's what the team did. And I think that sometimes people do take that and they do think it's you're being impatient when really you're saying, hey, I'm going to focus on this thing. Because I, I definitely believe that anything you focus on, you can fix. Now, I'm not talking about obsessing over it because that's a, that's something else that kind of happens from time to time. Like, uh, I think I've spoken about this several times before, but I struggle with anxiety. I, sh- I struggle with anxiety and um, I have to ask myself a lot of times, why are you doing this? You know, why are you doing this? What's the issue? I got to ask myself my three questions. And, I, and we talked about that before, um, you know, and it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard when you're asking yourself, hey, what's the problem? Why is it a problem? Is it my issue? You know, it's hard when you're asking that, right? It's very hard when you're asking that because, you know, when you're working through something, because sometimes your anxiety will just take over. Uh, Believe you me, because my anxiety definitely takes over a lot of times. But when you're working through things and you got to be patient, you got to you got to put yourself in the position to where you can you got to put yourself in a position to where you can work through whatever it is you're doing. Uh, lesson point. Don't conflate things and name them something that they're not. Um, in that situation, I definitely am happy that I got clarification from her. But then also, I got clarification for myself in that situation. And I think that that's a hard thing for a lot of us to do. Now, I know that, you know, some of you might say, well, that is kind of impatient because, you know, you're sitting there focused on it. Wasn't the case for me. Uh, wasn't really the case for me. I really just, I think for me, it was about working through a process because it was something, the thing that we were working on was something that was very imperative to the point where if we didn't get it done, uh, it was an issue we were going to have with an accreditor. So I'm one of those people, compliance and different things like that I take very seriously because that's that that's going to speak to the ability for us to stay open as a business, as a school, for and provide a service for the communities that we work with. 
All right. So I'll take y'all feedback on that. I'll let y'all I'll let y'all hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and let me know what y'all think about that. Or for for y'all who got my number and email, y'all can just reach out and just go ahead and let me know what you what you think about it. And that's what I'll do. I'll make sure on this episode I post my email address. So if you got any questions or anything like that about the episode, you can you can send me your uh, questions and I'll definitely make sure I respond to you and also make sure we put a response on the next episode. Now, I think when we look at patience, I'm going to tell you when you're working through something, allow things to go at their natural speed, uh, in their natural ebb and flow, right? Because a lot of times when you're working through things, if you try to work it at your speed, mostly if you're the facilitator. So if you're the boss, if you're the boss, I'm going to tell you like this. <laughs> if you're the boss, facilitate a situation. Don't don't be the one that has to do it. Back out of being a doer and then work on facilitating by allowing your people to do it, giving them all the resources to do the job, and then also make yourself available to answer any questions or concerns that they may have. Now, for you all who are like, but they're not going to do it at how I want to do it or, you know, or they're not going to do it at the speed in which I want to do it. Look at here. You know, I'm going to tell you like something I had to learn. If they can't do it to the, to your expectations, you're just a very crappy manager. If they can't do it the way that you have trained them to do, you're just a really crappy manager. That's what I want you to use as motivation to get better as a leader and as a manager as you develop your talent. So then you can work on whatever it is you need to do so that you could have success and make sure that, you know, you're being patient, you're setting yourself up for success. Now... That's one thing I'm going to tell you. Parents. Oof. It's summertime. So I know your kids. I know your kids are probably at the house. Eating up your house and home. And you're sitting there thinking like. Why in the hell did I decide to have children? You know I love David. The comedian David Arnold. He goes get you a thing. Get you this thing they call a family. You'll love it they say. It, but it's truly like that, though. But, you know, with your kids, truly be patient. You are you. You're their main teacher. Uh, what I've learned is my son goes to a science academy. Thank God for his uh, his mother. But he goes to a science academy and at the science academy, they could be teaching him math or whatever. Right. He will still come and speak to me and his mother about his math or science homework that um, uh, I'm not a science guy. I'm a math guy, I'm not a science guy. But he will literally uh, come and ask me a science question or FaceTime me about a science question. And I'm like, dude, um, you asking the wrong person. You, did you ask your teacher? No. And, <laughs> and I think sometimes as a parent, you're just like, Yo, bro, like, what are you doing? But but it teaches you 
that, you know, one, for me, I had to learn the influence that I have on my son. Two, I also had to learn that for him, it's about the level of comfortability and also uh, your kids, you're your, your kid's superhero. Like for, you know, if your kids know that I talk to you, I call you or whatever, and I know you're going to do this or I know you're going to do that. You know what I mean? They they, they kind of feel like you're a superhero and you can't do no wrong. Even though they know you're a very flawed individual, they're still like, eh, dad, dad, dad knows this. Or dad's smart. Dad, dad knows how to do this. Dad knows how to do that. So with your kids, <laughs> I've learned don't be so reactionary. Um, you know, work through the process. It truly is a level of patience when dealing with your kids. Um, I think if you really want to learn patience, have a kid. God dang it. Uh, mostly uh, from what zero to whenever they they really start communicating <laughs> or start or you know sign language or whatever. Because when your kids are when your kids can't talk and they're just crying, uh, that is by far one of the hardest things in the world. And you know, when they're crying and you're just like, you know, okay, do they want a bottle? Do they want this? And you can't get upset or, or even more. So <laughs> as a man, your child, your, your, your wife, your girlfriend, their mom goes to, uh, goes, goes to the store. She's taking a, a day to herself. She's having a girl's day, right? So you're with the baby. Baby's sleeping when she leaves. Baby wakes up. Baby is crying. I'm talking about baby is crying. The world is upside down. What is going on? Where is my mother? Why did you leave me with this joker? And the baby is just crying. There's a level of patience that you have to have dealing with your child. And hope nobody takes that negative but you know i i always used to tell people you know i used to feel useless the first the first uh nine months my kid was alive or on this earth or out the womb uh however you want to you want to go with that because you know and sometimes when you feel useless because you know mom is nurturing Mom is breastfeeding. Mom has this bond because this baby was incubating inside of her. And then here you go. You cut the damn umbilical cord and you feel like, yeah, it's my kid. And kids like, all right, where's my mom? Because cause I, don't, I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what nobody says. like, that kid is like you just a substitute teacher until they catch on you the fun parent. And I think almost every guy believes that they're the fun parent. And that's because we do the dumb stuff like throwing the baby up in the air and the kid thinks it's great, but the mom's looking at you like, Don't drop my baby. <laughs> but kids are truly a test of our patience 
and us learning patience uh, as we grow, as we get older. But my main focus I really wanted to, to say is when it comes to patience is don't allow false timelines to dictate what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. And I say that from a standpoint of uh, I'm I'm a you know I'm categorized as a millennial, and one of the things I said about millennials is uh, we compare, we compare, we compare ourselves to uh, our peers a lot for a lot of different things, and I think we do that just honestly because we're in a social media era, and I think that because of social media. Because of social media, I think that we give we give ourselves false timelines. Like I got friends who bought houses at twenty three. I also got other friends who just bought their first house, right? There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to that. Mostly, if you start set it, setting the false timelines. So, but, you, but what you can't do is you can't compare yourself to everybody else and what everybody else is doing. You can only look at where you're at for the things that you've accomplished and ask yourself how do you feel about it. Like, if your mom and dad are high school graduates, working nine to five, never went to, to college, never got any certifications, um, worked pretty blue collar work work their way up they their assistant manager at Publix and assistant manager at Costco like but then here you are going to college and you're making $80,000 a year and you're having panic attacks about not being successful who who gave you this timeline who gave you this that's not success who did it? I could tell you who gave you the timeline. It was your own self. Because even when we're in situations where you come from the, the successful family, the uber successful family, nobody really cares about the timeline if you're happy. If they know you're happy, a lot of people tend not to care. Now, don't don't get me wrong. When when you come to Thanksgiving, everybody's gonna talk about you. <laughs> when you come to Thanksgiving, everybody gonna talk to, talk about you. When you come to the cookout, yeah, they, yeah, everybody gonna talk about you. But if you're genuinely happy in your life, most people can tend to just let you be. And I think that it's really not a conversation about patience. It's a conversation about expectation. So if your expectation is you're going to you're going to buy a house by 28 32 35 whatever whatever that expectation is you need to ask yourself honest questions is this a reasonable expectation why do i have this expectation and i think sometimes when you start asking yourself those questions you'll get to the point where you won't have to worry about being patient 
because you already know what's a part of your plan. And I do think that that's the hard part is because a lot of times when we become impatient about things is because we don't really have a plan. One of the things that I have fun doing is when I say I want something, right? I say, oh, I want to buy this, right? Let's say this thing, whatever it is, it's it costs me two grand. I'm the guy who will say, okay, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to put $100 aside a week to go get this. Or I've also done this before. I literally signed up for Uber. When I originally signed up for Uber, I signed up for Uber because I wanted to buy something. So I literally drove Uber to go buy the extra thing that I wanted. And then I only kept doing Uber like whenever there was something I wanted to go buy. Because I didn't want to take it out of my actual paycheck because I'm just like, that money, I want to keep saving at the, the rate I'm saving. I want to keep doing these different things. So I think for I think for a lot of us, we got to start sitting, setting some reasonable, intangible expectations so that we don't have impatience or anxiety that sets us back. Right. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. I just want to tell you, I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I love you. I appreciate you. And. Let's look forward to doing this again. I'm going to put the email address in this this episode. Email. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, if you want to talk about setting some some clear expectations for yourself, uh, please feel free to. I actually uh, had the fun, fun time of actually doing a training with uh, educators that I set up about setting uh, setting expectations. And I think that this is something that if people truly can learn how to do for themselves, they'll keep themselves out of being what I like to say in a whirlwind of hurt. All right. With that being said, thank you. This has been the GH2 podcast. Goodbye.